What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get an all-in-all action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes now using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, sit under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways for you to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code THPN during sign-up. That's THPN. This week, DraftKings is putting you in, a, in action with a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code, once again, that's code THPN, and you get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello ladies and gentlemen and hockey fans and welcome to episode 43 of season 2 of the Kings and as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here again for episode 34 or sorry 43 of season 2 of the Kings and it's late here on Sunday night. You guys will be getting will be listening to this on Monday actually and we have Two games to talk about for your LA Kings. The two games in Anaheim, they were finishing four straight against Anaheim. Of course, the first two were in LA. Now they got the next two in Anaheim, and it started. We'll just get right into it. It started with a great 2-1 win on Friday night in Anaheim. 
great come from behind win. Let's just get right into it. Hayden Flurry got the scoring started. Uh, five minutes, 30 seconds, 37 seconds in. His second of the season, the, new, the newest Anaheim Duck, made it one to nothing, And that would be the only goal in the first period. Anaheim outshot LA 10-9 to in the first period. There was a few uh, penalties. Uh, Anaheim had two chances on the power play. LA had one, but no... Uh, no power play goals. Penalty kill was pretty brilliant for both teams, especially Anaheim's. Like, LA's power play has been struggling a lot lately. LA went 0 for 4 on the power play. I saw a stat. I don't have it in front of me. I'll get it for next episode. But of LA power play's numbers. And there have been like 26 in the league in the second half of the season or something like that. It has just been brutal. And you remember how hot the power play was at the start of the year. But it has just been struggling mightily, trying a little too hard in the second half of the season here. Second period, no goals. Uh, shots were 19-6 to for Anaheim. Yeah, that's right. Anaheim had a very good second period. And you know what? Jonathan Quick kept the Kings in this game. That's just straight up. They kept the Kings in this game. Quick, let's see. What was it? Final shots in this game were 34-25 to for Anaheim. So Quick, 33 saves in this win. He kept the Kings in this against Anaheim. He absolutely kept the Kings in this game. You get to the third period. In that second period, there was three uh, three penalties as well. Again, uh, two against... Oh, I went the wrong way, sorry. LA went 0-for-1 on the power play. Anaheim went 0-for-4 on the power play. That's my bad there. Uh, so the, But then the Kings penalty kill. Just showing why they're one of the tops in the league. Another, another night holding a team to 0-for-4 in the league. Just another great great night for the Kings in that end. The Kings actually are third in the league right now on the penalty kill at just under 85%. So they are just killing it. Vegas and Boston are actually tied for first at 86.4%. But let's just straight up get to the third period of this game for uh, for the Kings. They're down one nothing going into the third. And this is why the kids play. You, you, this is this was just a team effort. You get the kids helping, and you get the veterans finishing it off. But first of all, Quickie, like we said, keeps the Kings in this game. Stops four power plays, keeps the Kings in this game. Just over five minutes ago in the third period, we're finally seeing Leas Anderson in the lineup. He gets a chance, gets to score his third of the year. Past John Gibson, on just. The best, maybe the best play by the Kings this season. The best individual play by the Kings this season. Gabe Velarde, an insane back pass. No look pass pass. Back pass to Leas Anderson on the other side. He gets it past John Gibson. That made it one to one to one at the time. Tied the game up. Just an unbelievable pass by Velarde. Like you can't put it any other way. This pass was ridiculous. Anderson's third of the year from Velarde and more. That made it one-to-one at the time. And then in the final minute, the final minute, Mikey Anderson keeps the puck into the blue line, gives it to Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown, not a a great pass, not as good as Velarde's, but a great pass from Brown right to Kopitar, cutting in on the left wing, goes outweights Gibson, goes backhand. Kopitar puts the puck in the net and himself in the net, but that made it two-to-one. And with, again, just under a minute left, and that would be the winner for the Kings. Kopitar's 12th of the year, career point number 997 
yes, getting so close to Kopi 1K. That made it 2-1 to one for the Kings, and that would be it. And a great team effort. Quick really kept them in the game, but a great team effort to get the win. Kopitar was the first star with, uh, with the game-winning goal. Quick was the third star of the game with those 33 saves. So a great game, great team effort. Like I said, Quick kept them in it, but everyone played well in this game. Byfield, man, Kopitar is showing... Or, Head coach Thomas Holland is showing why Byfield needs to be here. Just Byfield's what was it, second career game, third career game, something like that. Had more minutes. Had just under a few minutes in Kopitar. Like three minutes under Kopitar. Like Byfield is playing big minutes, and it's nice to see. Early in his NHL career, got to give him the chance that he's seeing big minutes, and it's just, it's really nice to see. But let's just get to what, uh, the players and head coach Tom McClellan had to say about it quickly. And we'll start with Elias Anderson talking about uh, scoring that goal. He's a guy that deserves to be in the lineup. He's a young guy, and he's NHL ready. Like, has high expectations. He's kind of been in and out of the lineup this season. He's a guy that's ready for the NHL and should be getting more of a chance. Uh, so just uh, just on his goal and the and the pass by Velarde, he said, Two great plays by Gabe. On the rush, he had a nice drop pass to me. I tried to pick a corner there. Missed, and Gabe almost banked it in off the rebound. We got a little psycho going, and Gabe made, Gabe made a terrific play. I was trying to stay off the far side a little bit, and hopefully the defenseman lost me, and it worked. Good play by Gabe and all the other guys on the ice, and it's true, but that was putting it lightly. Velarde's pass was stupid. Like, it was unbelievable. And then... Uh, Anderson got asked on the personal meaning of that goal, and he said, yeah, means a lot. We didn't play our best today, and I wanted to get on the board so badly. I am I was just happy after the goal, and it feels better to score when the team hasn't played very well, and you're tied up in the end. Huge goal for the team, and I'm very happy and excited for that. And then just talking about his line, which was Anderson with Velarde and Moore, Anderson had to say, yeah, I felt like we had some good chemistry, especially in the first period. We had a lot of shifts going down in there and just working hard trying to keep my pace up and my conditioning so I'm ready to when I get the chance. Just try to stay shape every day. Be prepared for anything. If that's to play 10 minutes up here, if it's to play 20, I'm trying to stay prepared for anything. I'm happy to be here, and here is where I want to be, so I'm just going to work even harder. So that was Leas Anderson on the goal and his line, and trying to stay up with the big with the big team. And now, head coach Tom McClellan, what he had to say about the game on Friday night, and especially Jonathan Quick, he said, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to see that he was the reason we were still in the game. He was outstanding. Some of the saves he made, and the secondary chances that he somehow got a pad on or a blocker, he is our savior for two periods. And I think he was the motivator in the third. Really disappointed in a lot of our players until the third, and we certainly had a, a little chat about it. I think we adjusted our play somewhat, still not to the level we need to be at. We were much different in the third than we were in the first periods, and I think Quickie kept us in it, and he motivated us in the third period. So, hey, put on Jonathan Quick. He played great in this game, and he helped the team out. And now, uh, what head coach Thomas Holland had to say about the aforementioned Leah Sanderson. He said... He's getting a chance to play right now. He was very patient all year. He's getting a chance to play. And as I told the players in between the second and third, we have a management team, a coaching staff, and even players are evaluating each other right now. It does matter at the at this time of year because decisions will be made based on the season as a whole, but also what you do in these moments. Some are pushing for more and others are giving it away. And Leas right now, he's produced for two games. He has played two really good games and he's trying to show us that he belongs here. So good for him. And it's true. 
Leo Sanderson has been playing very well lately, and he deserves to be on this team. He's NHL ready, and it took him a little longer than he thought, obvious, than people thought, and that he thought, obviously. He was a high-round pick, remember? And now he's on his second team, and he's finally getting his chance, and he's showing that he is ready to stay up in the NHL. And now just on evaluating young players, especially in games like this, Head Coach Tomathlon says, it's it's young and old, age doesn't matter. If you're in the NHL right now, maybe a Quinton Byfield is just cutting his teeth a little bit, but everyone else has played long enough to understand what we're doing and how we're supposed to do it. If you still don't know where to go at a certain time or have a certain coverage down pat by now, shame on you. You probably don't belong in the league. If you make a mistake or a or an effort error while you're doing these things, we understand it. It happens to every team, every player in the league. Right now, at this time of the season, it's a lot of structure, and you do understand how we want to play, but the intangibles come into play right now. Are you willing to get into the lane and block a shot now? Are you willing to take a hit to get the puck out to shorten your shift up so your teammates have a better chance at success? Are you willing to come back as hard as you go in? I could go on and on and on. A lot of it, is intangible, so character stuff. That's what we're looking back on. If you lack it or you give it back, it's going to show up quickly. And then just talking about Gabe Velarde's assist and the and just the skill Velarde brings. And then this is a guy who's been in the, in the doghouse a little bit lately, but now he's obviously playing a little bit better, especially since Carter's been traded, getting a little bit more of a chance again. Head coach Thomas Holland said... I think the latter is probably even more important than the beginning. He's got to feel good about his game tonight. He's got to feel pretty good about making that play. I believe he can make that on a regular basis. Tight areas where he uses his vision and creates like that. Part of the game he needs to improve on is the long game, the open game, and that will come. There's been a lot of pressure on him. We've talked at nauseum about him over and over again about being patient. And he's going to, when you pro-rate it to 82 games, wind up having a pretty good season. Perhaps we expect so much from us, you, the Kings world. It's a tough position for him to be in, and he just needs a little elevation, evolution to it. Sorry. So, again, it was great to see that pass from Gabe Velarde, and the, he was playing with a little bit more confidence, man. And that's everything to a young player. Everything. And even with some of the struggles he's had, he's still putting together a very, very good season. So, I. I know the Kings fans expect a lot from him. We all expect a lot from him, but you got to relax a little bit. He's going to be there. He's just going to get better and better. He's just going to get better and better. I promise you that. But now, so that was the 2-1 win. Now you go to Saturday night. And this was not a good game for your LA Kings as they fell to the Anaheim Ducks by the score of 6-2 on this night again not a great game for your LA Kings as there was only one let's just get right into it again only one goal in the first period rookie Trevor Zegers gets his second of the season from Comtois and Larson that made it one nothing for Anaheim and that would be it after one it was one nothing Anaheim after the first uh in that first period same as the other night Anaheim outshot LA 10 to 9 in the first period each team had a power play chance and each team went 0-4-1 in that chance. But then you go to the second period. And that's where a little more action happened. But not the Kings way. As Anaheim would score twice in about a 40 second span. Heeman gets his 7th of the year. And then DeLaurier gets his 5th of the year. That made it 2 to nothing, And then 3 to nothing at the time. And just again a period that Anaheim dominates. Outshoots LA 12-4 in the period. And that's 
that's not being in the moment when you allow two goals back to back like that. It's 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 keeping the two nothing goal in your head and letting it get to you and allowing the three nothing goal. What was it? Less than forty seconds later, and that's something that the Kings have to have to work on. And again, this is still a young team, for the most part, and they're gonna they're gonna learn from that. But it happens to teams as well. That happens. Like it shouldn't happen, but it does happen sometimes. So, and there was also no power plays for either team in the third period, or in the second period. Then you go to the third period, and goal, 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 goal. First of all. <laughs> Jones makes it four to nothing for uh, Anaheim just under two minutes into the first period. That made it four to nothing for Anaheim on a night that just was not the best for Cal Peterson and Net. But also the team didn't play well as a whole as well. Like you can't blame him. You cannot blame him. In the third period, LA put up a, a fight in the third period again, just like the night before, out shooting Anaheim twelve to eleven in the third period. But it wasn't good enough on this night as, again, Jones' goal made it 4-0 early on. Just on two minutes after that, Brendan Lemieux gets his third of the season. I believe his first as a king. I don't have that in front of me, but I believe so. Maybe a second? I don't have that in front of me. But on a tip-in from Sean Walker, Lemieux made it 4-1 to at the time. But then, a couple minutes after that, Larson scores his first of the season. That made it 5-1 to for the Ducks at the time. And then the Kings continued to put a fight up in the third period, but it wasn't enough, like we said, as uh, Comtois scores his 14th of the season. That made it 6-1 to one for the Ducks at the time. Almost said 5. That made it 6-1 to one for the Ducks at the time. And then with under two minutes, this was something that was very, very nice to see. One of the positives for the Kings in a game that was doesn't have much positivity to it. Tobias Bornfoot, his first career NHL goal. Made it 6-2 to two with just under two minutes left. It was nice. You know, I'm a big believer in Toby. And it was nice to see him score his first career goal. Assist to Kempe and Athanasiu on the goal. That made it 6-2. to two, And that would be all she wrote in this game. As your LA Kings fell 6-2 to, to the Anaheim Ducks. And there was one big thing about this game. As it was Ryan Miller's final home game. As, or final game against the Kings as Anaheim Duck and final home game, actually. So, uh, the day before, Ryan Miller announced that he was going to retire at the end of this season from hockey. And there's a guy that just has has had a great career. Done so much for uh, just USA Hockey in general. And again, uh, like started in Buffalo, brief stop in St. Louis, Vancouver, and then Anaheim. Just a great career for Ryan Miller. All the, so classy by the Kings. After the game, they stay and shake his hand. Like, they stay on the ice and shake his hand on the ice after the game. A very, very cool moment for a guy that's just all class. Has had such a great career. So, hats off to Ryan Miller. Just an outstanding career. I do have to get to something, though. Before I get to the quotes of the game. I have to get to something. And it's a little different in Miller's case. Because it was his last game. This is where I understand it more. But this is what, this is something that's happened this season that I don't really understand. And again, I'm more lenient with Ryan Miller because that's his last game. But earlier in the season, when like Crosby played as a thousandth career game for Pittsburgh, and like Yandel played as a thousandth career game for the Panthers, like why did they do the warm ups where everyone wears this jersey? 
It's a thousand games. They're gonna play more. They're gonna play more. I like what the Ducks did better, wearing them to because it was Miller's like final game, sort of thing. I like that better. I didn't like them wearing all different jerseys. I thought that was weird, but like wearing different styles of their jerseys from the season, I thought that was weird. I thought they should have. You should still all wear the same, but like that's something that I just don't get. Anyways, little rant, but it, it was I accept it more for a for like a final game before you retire. Like that's way more acceptable than wearing one for an a thousandth career game played. But that's just me. That's just my thought on the matter. So with that game and this series season series in the books, uh, LA took the series uh, four as I went four three and one against Anaheim this season. But again, disappointing last game against Anaheim in the six two loss. And let's just hear what. Again, head coach Thomas Lallan had to say about this game. And let's, he said, uh, what he got asked first is uh, th- how the Kings are going to respond on Monday. And he said, well, our response Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, from this point on, the, on through, we're going to play some tough games against some tough teams. And we have to get over the fact that we are where we are. Let's face it. We're not going to make the playoffs. I might as well say it right now. We're not going to make the playoffs. I just don't see how that's going to happen. And we have to get over that fact. That that's happened. I think that it's noble that we're feeling sorry for ourselves a little bit, but we can't keep playing the way we played tonight. And in fact, we can't play the way we did the other night when we won the game. Let's move on. We know what it is. It's real and pick ourselves up. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. That's where we're at right now. There isn't an athlete that can win when they're not all in. It just doesn't matter. Their performance will never be good enough if you're not all in, and that's where we're at tonight. And it's true. The Kings were not all in on this game. They just weren't. It was a tough game, and there was just... You can see some fatigue on the players a little bit. And, again, that's not an excuse. Like, not an excuse at all. Like, you have to be playing better. Yeah, it was back-to-backs, but, again, if you want to make the playoffs, you have to you have to be on all the time. And the Kings were not on tonight. And there are, have been some games where they've been off, you know? And... Yeah, there's still mathematically a chance, but let's be honest. The Kings aren't going to make the playoffs. It's time to start looking at the draft board a little bit like we did last, like we mentioned last episode. But we'll get into that later on. But uh, Tom McClellan also asked about uh, Cal Peterson's recent stretch on him, and he said, well, we're a team. Some of it's on him. A lot of it's on us. Tonight, I don't think we did a whole lot to help Cal Peterson. In fact, we didn't do a whole lot to help Jonathan Quick the other night. One made some outstanding saves, and we found a way to score two late goals, two goals late to get the win. By the time the lateness came in this game, it was so far out of reach that that the guys uh, that the guys played like that. That's true. Like Cal Peterson did everything he could, and yeah, it was a little bit on him, but. The Kings just didn't play well enough in front of him this game. That's all there is to it. They just did not play well of him. They didn't play well enough in front of him in this game. And then head coach Hamilton got asked about Toby Bornfoot's first career goal. And he said, well, it's exciting. That was the most excitement we had on the bench when he said when he finally scored. Guys were all of a sudden, there was some life and a bit of energy. So that's a really good for Toby and good for the guys that could at least honor him for his first goal. Always exciting to see a young player come into the league and get his first it seems to not only be an individual moment, but a team moment. At least we had one team moment. So, hey, that's not a good quote when you say at least you have one team moment in a game. But it is something that brought the brought the team together a little bit. And it was it was good to see 
a positive and a game that had so many negatives in it and a game that just where a team where the team didn't play that well and I actually have one interesting stat about the game but I will get to that in one second because uh head coach Hamilton also got asked about Ryan Miller and his career and the Kings staying on the ice to uh to to, like congratulate him and he said uh head coach Hamilton on Ryan Miller said he's meant an incredible amount to the sport of hockey especially in the U.S. when he entered the league hockey was obviously big but the number of quality goaltenders that are turning out in the U.S. now are due in large part to his success his participation his willingness to give himself to his country you hear things around the league about players and you never hear a negative thing about this guy he's a positive guy all the time he loves the game he loves playing it I'm sure there's going to be I'm sure there's going to be sticks in his driveway and nets all over the place with his young guy over time. When we meet with him, I'm sure everyone shared different things with him. I just told him to enjoy life now with his wife and his son and give him all the time he has, and I'm sure he will. So, of course, that's head coach Tom McClellan on Ryan Miller, just a guy who has had a great career. And, again, good to see him hanging him up right now with just an outstanding career again. For Ryan Miller, something that's very cool to see, and again, very cool that the Kings honored him after the game as well by staying and congratulating him, because that's a guy that has done so much for hockey in the U.S. and it's just a very cool moment in that game for sure. And now I got one stat I want to point out, and I gotta shout out my guy Russell Morgan on Twitter for tweeting about this. I believe someone tweeted it at him, and he he responded, but. It makes a lot of sense. The Kings were getting killed last night. Lack of a better term. Let's be honest. Kings were getting killed last night. What do you do in a game like that? You can play the kids a little more. So, for example, Quentin Byfield finished with as much ice time, just under as much ice time as Anse Kopitar. On the normal night, that doesn't happen. They were both around 14 and a half minutes. Byfield just under, Kopitar just over. Leah Anderson had more ice time than Anze Kopitar. Like, guys got more ice time, and it was kind of good to see. Like, it was a blowout. You don't want to see... You don't, you don't want that to be the reason why guys are getting more ice time, because it's a blowout. But it was awesome to see guys, like, an even even playing time along it. Right? It was that was That was cool to see. But that was just something interesting to point out that... Some guys got more ice time because it was more evenly spread ice time because it was a little more of a blowout. So guys got to play a little more. So that was just something interesting as well. And actually, one more thing to rant on here on this episode of the Kings End just before we finish it off. Kale Clegg, defenseman. He gets called up. He hasn't been playing. He's a young guy that should be playing. He's been up for, I think, the last seven games. Hasn't played a minute. And now we get sent back down to Ontario today. Or yesterday. Today. Whatever. Why? Why is he getting sent down now? This is a kid that should be playing. And quite frankly, he should be playing in the NHL. But why do you send him to Ontario now? Why didn't you send him there a week ago if you knew he wasn't going to be playing? Like, that's something I just don't get. Ontario's not far. He'll be right back with the team if you need to call him up again. I just, he's a kid that needs to be playing, and that was, it was frustrating that he didn't get sent down till now, right? That was a frustrating thing, but anyways, that's just a little thing I had. Your LA Kings are back in action this 
Monday and Wednesday. Once again, they're in Arizona. And the Kings only got seven games left. Only seven games left. Arizona on Monday. In Arizona on Monday. In Arizona on Wednesday. At home for three. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Colorado, Friday. uh, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Colorado, Friday and Saturday night. And then St. Louis on Monday night. And then they finish the season next Wednesday. The uh. Next Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday will be the final game in Colorado. So, only seven games left for that Lake Kings. What do you want to see out of these last few games? Is there anything more you want to see? Any line combos? Anything like that? we got to get Kopi to 1,000 points before the season ends. We'll say that. Got to say that. But, seven more games. What do you want to see? Play the kids, obviously. But what do you want to see in these last seven games? Let us know at the Kings Den THPN. And speaking of... Of that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Kingston THPN. And of course, I'm your host. Don't forget to follow me at Cunningham Jordy on Twitter. I love to to talk. I loved. I I'm on Twitter all the time. So just get at us at the Kingston THPN or at Cunningham Jordy. And of course, we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Or just search it up on Facebook, the Hockey Podcast Network, on YouTube, the Hockey Podcast Network, or check us out on Patreon. For just $1, you can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and so much more. And also to just put a bed here on episode 43 of season 2 of The King's End, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only The King's End, but to every other great podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network, because everyone is just killing it, doing such an amazing job, so go check out everyone else's work as well and just thank you for joining us i hope you have a great week stay safe wear your mask get vaccinated and we'll talk to you on thursday for episode 44 of season two of the kingdom